So, tonight we are going to be talking about problems that teachers have to deal with uh, in the Middle East. And we are going to be talking about how war and uh, different crises have affected teachers' lives and also the way they teach and deal with you know, problems. So, hello everybody, and evening. I hope you're doing well, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, do me a favor first off, and I want you to be listening, and I want you to be, you know, sending messages. I really want to see what you think. I, I want you to put down your comments, if that possible, and if you want to let me know what you think, uh, you can simply call in and we can have a great conversation something that i am a huge fan of so okay you know the topic we are going to be talking about teachers uh, and teachers especially in the middle east and the problems they are dealing with on a day-to-day uh, -day basis and on the surface uh, teachers teach and uh, you may not see the difference of that big of a deal uh, you know the teachers you know, in the US teach, te uh, teachers in the UK teach, and also teachers teach you know, anywhere else, but rarely you know, is that the case. Uh, you know, if you dig deeper, you'll find out there are significant you know, uh, differences when it comes to teaching in different places. And tonight, hopefully, we are going to be talking about teaching in the Middle East and problems that teachers deal with and I am going to tell you that that's no trifling matter and uh, teachers especially in countries affected by war have to deal with um, you know, a number of you know complications and uh, different things and even easy things like going to uh, school and teach can be problematic in many, many, many different places in the Middle East. We're going to be talking about, of course, Yemen. We're going to be talking about Iraq. And also, why not talk about Afghanistan, a country that I believe has been affected by war for like a long, long, long time. And apparently things are just getting from bad to worse. And uh, I'm trying to be optimistic yet. I do not see any, you know, improvement, and apparently in this case, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And to be honest, that is that is a shame. So, if you are from Afghanistan, listening to me, if you're from Iraq or Yemen, uh, let me know what you think. Let me know how teaching, you know, is like there, and what problems you gotta deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, know if you teach in the UK, if you teach in the US, if you teach. I don't know, somewhere else, not affected by war, 
Uh, I do want to know uh, about your perspective and the way you think of teachers teaching in this, you know, disadvantaged areas. I, I mean, that's really cool. I just want you to let me know what you think, uh, because, you know, that is of paramount importance, because I believe a lot of teachers need to share their ideas and opinions so that, you know, uh, we find out, hey, you know, you are being uh, paid attention to and there are people out there who are listening to you and you can share your ideas and know above all you're being heard so i am also going to tell you stories of things that are happening in the middle east and um, you know i have the honor of talking and dealing with uh, no different uh, students and also teachers and uh, that is a great uh, opportunity to have you no know, great conversations with uh, teachers uh, working with uh, you know a lot of kids from these areas that are affected by war and truth be told you know honestly sometimes you no know, it is it is nightmarish to imagine what problems they go through on a day-to-day -day basis and to be honest I'm not trying to be hyperbolic it is the fact that a lot of teachers uh, jeopardize their lives just simply going to uh, you know the place that they want to teach. And sometimes, honestly, you can you can't call that place a school because it is, you know, honestly, hardly a, a place that you can feel safe. And then uh, a number of students show up; they are scared. So are you. And then. Uh, you know, the teacher tries to teach the lesson that day. And, uh, I mean, I know you cannot even imagine how is that possible. Come on. I know. But it is. It is the fact that teachers uh, jeopardize their lives in Yemen, for example. And when they go to school, uh, honestly, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but they sometimes think, hold on a second. I may make, uh, you know, uh, and teach the lesson that day, but there's no guarantee or whatsoever I can make it back home. And uh, I have received letters and emails from those people. And to be honest, uh, you know, I always felt, hold on, you know, there has to be something that we should do in order to help them. So let's move on. And first off, I am going to give you some statistics. You may like them if you are no, no hard-headedly following what is happening in this world. I can give you some uh, no numbers and digits, uh, and you'll see that what I'm talking about is no joke. You know, it is no trifling matter. It is something serious that is happening, and unfortunately, it has become a perennial problem that you're getting used to. Um, it, it is a shame uh, because seeing those people suffer should never be something that we can get accustomed to and if we are getting accustomed to this i believe we all have to ask ourselves a question uh what are we doing and what teaching is all about okay let me read that you know something i got from unicef and i believe you'll find it quite understandable and uh, i'm not really sure if you can relate to it because the numbers are honestly a little too mind-blowing let me read that for you, and let's see what you think of that. So we're talking about Yemen. We're talking about a specific city in Yemen. And, uh, and just hold on a second. One in every five children 
in that city uh, you know, is not in school. Okay, we're just talking about one out of five. Okay, one out of five is not even uh, in school, let alone getting educated, etc. Um, and of these out of school children, an estimated number of over three million should have been school if the crises never happened. Okay, uh, we're talking about three million people, and that is a lot. I mean, that is no joke. We're talking about three million kids that are not know in school while they should be and only god knows what they are exposed to i don't know i mean i, I assume that they do not have the advantage of staying at home and uh, i don't know painting or just doing things of course they are being forced to work uh, and they should do something. I, I believe that's how it works. That's why they are not in school. Uh, by the way, by the end of 2017, the armed conflicts in Syria, Iraq, and Yemen brought back the number of regional out-of-school children to its 2007 level of over 14 million people. 14 million kids let me put it this way and that's what i'm talking about remember i told you uh, unfortunately the situation is not looking up remember i just told you that uh, you know it has gone from bad to worse i was not being i don't know emotional uh, i was being pragmatic honestly about it uh, we haven't made progress you know over a decade uh we we have made like like terrible job honestly and uh, uh yeah 14 million kids i'm talking about 14 million people who can do something about their lives oh i'm just uh i am receiving messages and comments that's perfect i want you guys to let me know what you think again if you're from these areas that i'm talking about and if you're from uh, i don't know the uk the us i just want you to know uh what do you think of that? Uh, I, I just want to know what you think of that. And uh, and let me know if you have heard of this, because we're talking about 14 million uh, kids uh, being out of school. And I told you, it, it is mind blowing. And only God knows how, uh, you know, how it works, because because I told, I told you, if they are out of school, they are not having fun. They are not. I don't know. Uh, they are not jogging, they are not painting, they are not working out. Of course, they are being, uh, have to, they are working, they're just working, they're being forced to work, uh, and only God knows uh, you know, what they are exposed to. And that is, that is really sad, that is really, really, really sad. So, let's go back, and right now, I am going to read, uh, again, an email, I told you, I have the advantage of working with these teachers and talking with them and listening to them. And honestly, I have always tried to be pragmatic about it and uh, and just be optimistic and let them know that, oh, come on, you know, it is life. This is what life is all about. Life is really tough, hard. You got to help your students. You got to enable them to do the things you have never been able to do yet. When they talk about the problems that they are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, 
I have uh, I have become a shoulder to cry on because you no know, to some extent you can listen to them and you can provide solutions but after a while when you, you know when you cross that line then you say hold on just just talk to me and just talk it out and uh, there's nothing you can say there's nothing you can think of and the problems they are going through is crazy so let me read that email for you i believe you're going to find it um, i don't know maybe a little too sad yet i believe there's value in reading these emails because of course they're sad of course they are uh, because we are not talking to fake people we're not talking to i don't know uh, instagram influencers we're talking about genuine teachers people who have chosen to be a teacher because they thought they could bring about a change or at least this is what they thought uh, yet they are not bringing about any changes and um, they feel paralyzed they feel petrified and some of them even work really hard just to just to just to just to make sure that the students can see them working hard and then hopefully something amazing is going to happen just let me read that for you okay this is from fatima and fatima is from yemen and again a country affected by war and uh, and apparently an endless war is happening there uh, you may not have even heard of yemen you may not have heard of the war happening there and uh, and you may not know why this all is happening yet this is happening and uh, and this war uh, is affecting more than anybody else the kids living there okay Let's go for Fatima. Fatima is a teacher. Uh, she's been teaching in Yemen, and uh, she has sent me uh, this email. I'm not going to read it completely because it is like too long. Yet, I believe the first four lines, uh, no, are are a little too too much heartfelt. But let's let's do it. I'm going to paraphrase it. You know, every now and then. So when you are trying really hard for your life to survive education may not be a priority one more time when you're trying really hard for your life to survive education may not be a priority does that make sense i believe it does of course it does those kids families people living there are trying or working really hard and they're holding for dear life i mean uh the first priority is to survive just make it to the next day of course you don't care about education of course you don't care about the last novel you read of course you don't care about you know going to school because hold on a second you can lose your life and if you don't lose your life i mean that's an achievement so let me uh, no, no, go on your family is affected by war in all aspects and you have undergone catastrophes beyond what a human being can bear you and again i'm telling you it is not hyperbolic it is real people in iraq people kids in iraq kids in afghanistan kids in yemen sometimes go through things you cannot even imagine period you cannot even imagine uh, 
It's like going to school and then never making it back home. I just want you to imagine how how the family um, you know is affected by that thing. Okay, let me keep on. You spend time at a school just to take a breath and then go back and have the same nightmare over and over again. When is it going to end? I don't know. Only God knows. And the situation has gone from bad to worse. There is literally no hope. That is what Fatima uh, had no uh, has written, and she uh, she sent me uh, this email. Oh no, uh, I'm not really sure when, but but you know when you read and when you continue reading this email, you find out that it is from a hopeless, hapless teacher, uh, a person who has tried, yet no, no things did not work out. No, that's how it works. So, you know, a friend has sent me, uh, you know, a comment or something. I came in late. Could you let the latecomers know who you are, understate your subject, if you don't mind? Oh, well, never mind. Of course, no. I'm going to I'll let you know. Uh, no, I'm Hadi Fati, and this is uh, the Late Late Show with Hadi Fati, and we are going to be talking, and we're talking about. Teachers and the problems that teachers are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis uh, in the Middle East, and especially countries affected by war. Uh, we are talking about those uh, countries and teachers there, because, as I told you before, teachers are dealing with problems beyond imagination in these countries, and um, of course, of course. Uh, kids and students are also dealing with a number of problems and as educators as teachers they feel and we always feel responsible for our kids and students yet sometimes there's no hope little to none uh, that you can do something that you can bring about a change that you can help them that you can do something about it uh, you know yet you see that you no know, you can't make it happen and then no, I believe the situation does not get better. Of course, does not get better. Anyways, uh, I just read, uh, you know, what uh, Fatima, uh, you know, has sent, and I am going to tell you that she's being really genuine and uh, honest about uh, the problems that she's undergoing. Yet, as you can, as you as you just uh, noticed, uh, she is really concerned about education and educating, etc. Yet she's being really hopeless and helpless, and you can guess, uh, you know, why this is happening. Let me tell you something. I just, I know a friend, uh, and uh, and he he's a great person. He's so effervescent, energetic, and cheerful. Gosh, I'm a fan of it. You know, I'm a fan of his. Uh, and whenever he uh, goes to a class, there is one thing that he always repeats: just help your students believe. This is possible to be successful. This is possible to, I don't know, bring about a change. This is possible to be someone you really want to be. 
Okay, the only thing is that just make it possible. And it is also, uh, uh, I believe, I also read it from a different book, uh, teaching outside the box from Luan Jensen. She also uh, restates the same thing, and she says, just help them feel that you no, know, they can do something about uh, you know about their situation and about their lives, and they can bring about a change. It is possible to be successful. It is possible to do something. It is possible. And in one word, be optimistic. Okay, and but in these countries, you know something is disappearing, and every single day, uh, you know, people, more people, and especially more children and kids, uh, come you know to uh, something that I believe is perilous and dangerous and toxic. No hope. There's no hope. There's no progress. Things are not going to get better. I believe this is the most dangerous thing, especially in education. When you uh, talk to an undergraduate student, and then they say that, you no, know, they say that, no, I'm just just trying to wrap it up and just and just have my degree, etc. And you can see in their eyes that there's no hope. And I believe uh, they are being so realistic because thinking that, oh, I can, I can. You know, I can bring about a change. I can do something amazing. When there is, when there is no foundation for that, when you deep inside know that, oh, you're just being, you know, you're just being funny. <laughs> uh, of course, you somehow know that it's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not talking about that hope. I'm talking about the genuine, real hope that unfortunately is being killed in these countries. And teachers, as educators, the ones that form uh, personalities and features. Are feeling devastated and disappointed, uh, understandably, simply because they have lost their hopes. And、uh, what a nightmare when a teacher loses,、uh, you know, his hope and her hope. And then, of course,、uh, one thing that they do not even need to be doing is just,、uh, no, they are going to be、uh, infecting more students and、uh, holding and valuing that oh, nothing is going to happen. It's perilous, you know. Joking, it is. It is perilous. So,、uh, I'm not trying to be negative, honestly. <laughs> I'm being optimistic, and the only thing that I'm trying to let everybody know that the situation is you no know, terrible, and there has to be something that we can do in order to help teachers there.、Uh, and、uh, and of course, it's not going to be easy. Of course, it's not going to be easy. But we are going to try our best in order to help teachers. Feel better and be proud of whatever they do, and feel empowered that you can.、Uh, I don't know, bring about a change. You can do something. You can help them, even though the situation sucks. Even though your life, your own life, is、uh, under threat, there is something you can do. Okay, so let's put a period there.、Uh, let's go for the news. Afterwards, we are going to be talking about Afghanistan and what is happening after. Uh, Taliban, no, I believe、uh, there's also a lot going on there that we gotta be talking about. So let's go for the news afterwards.、Uh, apparently, we will have a lot to talk about. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group. The UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. 
They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us... You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Pupils at Belmont Grosvenor Prep School in Harrogate took part in a sound bath experience as part of the school's wellbeing programme. The school was visited by Sudeshna Sarkar, a sound mediation practitioner who ran a series of sound workshops during Children's Mental Health Week. A sound bath is a meditative experience where you lie down and are bathed in different sounds. All pupils had a chance to play the gongs, Himalayan bowls, chimes, crystal bowls and other instruments before experiencing a brief sound bath. Ms Sarkar said she was overwhelmed by the positive responses to the workshop from the pupils. She said, participation in a sound bath requires no prior experience and is an excellent tool for children and adults alike to alleviate the symptoms of anxiety, stress, depression, poor sleep and a range of conditions affecting the nervous system. In Northern Ireland, Schools Minister Robin Walker has said schools must teach LGBT content and that there are no plans to rule out teaching about trans issues. He told the Commons Education Committee, we do need to talk about the world as it is. 
adding that trans people were a protected group under the Equality Act who needed support. He said, we want schools to be able to support pupils, including the small number of pupils who may have gender identity issues and may need support in that respect. And it's important that if they approach members of staff, they can be signposted to the right advice and support. He said that issues around sex and gender had to be taught in an age-appropriate way and there were some really complex legal issues to do with the Equality Act. The government is working with the Equality and Human Rights Commission to explore this. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to look at fake news and scammers. We all know what a scammer is, but do we really know what fake news is? The NSPCC website explains fake news in an easy to understand way if you want to look a little deeper. However, basically it's disinformation as opposed to misinformation. Misinformation shared without knowledge or intent to harm. Disinformation is shared intentionally. Fake news is nothing new, but for most it's seen as a propaganda or a political tools to influence opinion. However, it's becoming more popular with scammers. I decided to see what happens when you actually follow a fake news advert. I've noticed recently popular social media apps and search engine adverts encouraging investment in cryptocurrency. One ad caught my eye as I was looking at the news headlines on a popular browser. It read, Elon Musk invests 12 million in a new trading platform. I trusted the search engine, so I clicked on the link. Because let's face it, anything Elon invests in is worth looking at. I was taken to a website showing how the company Bitcoin Motion had created an investment robot that invests when Bitcoin climbs and sells when Bitcoin falls. Because Bitcoin is a massively volatile currency, you can earn a large profit in a very short time. It sounds almost too good to be true. On the site, there's a report where Elon himself tells a popular American news presenter to invest $250, and within eight minutes, she's made a profit of $100. Scrolling down, there were testimonials from Dragon's Den, Money Supermarket, and other well-known established names. Next, a button to fill in a simple web form to sign up. I spent some time researching Bitcoin Motion. It was clearly fake. All endorsers had published statements saying they were nothing to do with it. So, I signed up. Within 30 seconds, I had a phone call from another company called FinoFX. Strangely, though, there was a distinctive call transfer noise, a silence before the connection. Why, if they phoned me? Hello? Hello? Hi, today am I speaking to Mr. Steve? Steve what? That's me. Steve, you're speaking to... And I was called Mr. Steve. I should have hung up. Anyway, I was then time pressured so I didn't miss out to give the big long number across my credit card, which I didn't do. So I was sent a WhatsApp message with a secure payment link. Again, I was pushed to open it on my cell phone and pay. I made my excuses and ended the call. A further five messages and calls, some from London, some from Sheffield, came, never leaving a message. The WhatsApp saying, I see you've not made your transaction. I'm calling to assist you. The recording I have is my final call with the supposed investment company. On the 20th of March at 8pm on Tom Rogers' show, we're going to listen to this and discuss the topic. Why not join us? I'm going to leave you with a final thought. I was told to look at the website and see there was a padlock showing it was safe. The padlock and certificate is proof your connection is encrypted. It's not proof of how trustworthy the person on the other end is. Anyone can buy an SSL certificate. Please be careful. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods and that was two minute tech two minute tech with steve woods your tech briefing on teachers talk radio
All right. Hello again. And I hope you're doing well. And I hope I haven't uh, bored you. There's a lot we got to be talking about. And hopefully it's going to be, uh, you know, fun to know about the things that are happening around us. And then hopefully uh, we can take action and do something. So let me know what we got to do. Okay, you know, the comment section is open. Uh, feel free to put down comments if you uh, have something that you believe that you got to share. Uh, you know, you're more than welcome uh, you know, to call in. Uh, that would be uh, perfect. Okay, so as I told you before, I am going to be talking about Afghanistan. And, uh, and technically speaking, I believe in the Middle East and Afghanistan. Uh, things for uh, women and uh, for girls especially who are uh, trying to uh, you know learn things and make progress and uh, you know study of course I believe there are restrictions and problems that they have to deal with and sometimes um, they are not having much luck so just let's go for this one because now, this story that I'm talking about is a true story that happened uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Afghanistan. Just, I want you to put yourself in this head teacher's shoes to understand what you know, perilous uh, you know, situations uh, she has gone through. Just listen up, because the story is so moving and by reading that I just thought oh gosh you know what would I have done uh, if I were her you know what would I uh, what would I you know I, I believe you know it's really 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 hard to imagine what you would have said if you were her because that is that is crazy so let me uh, tell you about it so uh, when the Taliban reached uh, Parvin, uh, Turkey's home province of Zabol in mid-August and asked to use her school as a temporary base, the head teacher was frightened but clear about what she had to do. She spent the uh, bleak years of the first Taliban government in the 1990s stuck at home like almost all Afghan women and uh, she was she and she was determined that the same shadow wouldn't engulf another generation i said okay you can stay there overnight but these buildings are a girl's school and i have sacrificed all my life for the education of these girls the men had to be out in time for morning classes to start as usual at bb um, Kala school the next day. She insisted, undaunted by their guns. Then she got the contact number for senior Taliban officials and rang them directly to say there was no Islamic justification to bar girls from the classrooms and corridors where she had spent most of her life, first as a student, then for four decades as a teacher. You can simply agree that it takes a lot of courage and bravery to talk to men holding guns that, hey, 
you gotta leave the building by morning. And uh, and I believe it is it is really really hard to put yourself in her shoes. And uh, and at the same time, I believe that courage is very relatable. I believe we can relate to that courage. You may have, you know, uh, I don't know, all of that, for some, some of that, and for some, very little of that. But that courage and that bravery is there. And I believe as teachers, one thing that we should be very sure of is the fact that that confidence and that bravery is there. Because that is something that a student can look up to and learn a lot from. That is something that a colleague can learn, can witness, and then do the same thing. And uh, of course, there are teachers like uh, like this in Afghanistan and in Yemen, and of course in Iraq. But but of course, uh, no, there are not very many. And um, and above that, what she did was simply jeopardizing her life. You know, I don't know what happened to her afterwards because that is that is that was just an article that I read um, on the internet, and I'm I'm sure about you know the source of that uh, story. That's why I told you that I'm sure that's a true story. Yet nobody knows what happened to her uh, because you know after uh, you know Taliban take over, you no know, when they uh, took over the whole country, uh, one of the things they did they did was to uh, you know, ban and make head teachers, uh, you know, s close schools. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are, but I believe whatever they are, you know, they don't make sense simply because, uh, you know, a lot of women, a lot of girls, a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, are just being ignored and, um, uh, and as if they as if they didn't exist at all it is it is a little too sad and there are great teachers who are going to speak out and stand up for themselves and for their uh, students yet of course I believe you no know, it's not going to be easy and uh, so I really want you guys you know to tell me what you think you know what what we should do uh, unfortunately governments have forgotten their rule I know the rules. Unfortunately, there are rules that they can't, I don't know, go beyond. And unfortunately, there are things that they are just, just, just thinking about it and say, oh, oh, yeah, there's something we got to do about it. Mm, but no, we can't do it because it is not worth it. Yeah, people are just getting killed and teachers are being, for example, I don't know, forced uh, to do things that they should not be doing, but oh yeah, it, it, it is terrible, yet we can't do anything. This is, I believe, what governments are just thinking about. This is what they think, this is what they believe in. Uh, but I believe, so right now, as teachers, this is, you know, our responsibility uh, to do something about it. Uh, and uh, and the worst thing I believe that is happening is that these people, these unsung heroes, I'm talking about those teachers who stood up for themselves and for their uh, you know, kids, unfortunately, uh, you know, they are not being paid attention to, uh, as I told you, as if they didn't exist at all. And uh, that is really sad. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about this. 
I haven't seen a lot of people say that, oh, there's there's something that we got to do in order to help those teachers teach better, in order to help those teachers feel, you know, I don't know, hopeful. Maybe that's just me. Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't seen a lot of people say that. I haven't seen people talk about it. I haven't seen people discuss that because education is important. It, it may not be a priority sometimes, especially when you're fighting for your life. Maybe the greatest achievement sometimes in our lives is to just make it to the next day. Especially for people, kids that are affected by war and these kind of crises. Uh, no matter where they are, honestly, it doesn't matter if they live in, I don't know, in the UK, in the UK, in the I don't know, US, uh, in the Middle East, and recently in Ukraine. Uh, there are things we got to do, and education should be a priority. Sometimes it may not be, but it is always a priority. Sometimes there are more important things, like your life, of course. Yes, I believe we, we, we got to do, we got to do something. We got to do something about it. We got to do something about it. Uh, all right. So right now, let's move on. And there are two more things, I assume, that you're going to be talking about. And uh, I believe uh, I believe more people are going to join us. And also, uh, as I told you before, I really want you guys to uh, you know, comment and let me know what you really think and what your thoughts are about the matter. And honestly, have you ever heard people talk about it? <laughs> I mean, come on, that's a big deal. People should be talking about it. Yet, unfortunately, this is no happening. This is not happening at all. Anyways. Let's, let's move on and um, let's go for one more thing. And again, I'm going to be talking about a different things, uh, a different thing. So uh, a friend of mine recently talked about teaching in disadvantaged areas. And, uh, and that's a really cool thing. I believe we should be talking about it because it can help us understand what is happening in disadvantaged areas and also in countries and cities affected by war. Uh, he told me something fun. Just listen up and let me know what you think. He says, in some cities and some schools, apparently, teaching is not a rewarding job. Because you are witnessing things that a regular teacher in the US or in the UK can't even imagine. And you have to deal with problems that teachers normally do not you know, uh, deal with. And then it got me thinking, because teachers teach, that's what they do. They educate, they help people make progress, they help people believe in themselves. They, they, that's what they do, that's what they at least got to be doing or that or at least that's, that's what they think they should be doing. But unfortunately, in some countries and in some disadvantaged areas, and especially countries affected by war, that's not the case. Why? Because I told you before, when you've got problems that you got to deal with, education, learning, school, of course, these things can't be your priority. And maybe that's one more thing that we got to deal with. That's one more thing that we got to think of. That's one thing that we got to think about very, very carefully with that. 
education should be a priority. And if that's not a priority, if there are more problems that you got to deal with them, so let's go, let's deal with those problems and solve them and then put education in its right place. Because if education is misplaced or if it is not in the right place, good things won't happen. It may sound something a little too outstanding and outlandish, yet this is 100% true. All right, everybody. And uh, so that's for tonight. But of course, we are going to be talking about many, many, many different things. You know, later on next week and next weeks, of course. Uh, you know, tonight I did not have any guests, but hopefully next week I am going to have guests and we are going to discuss uh, different things. We are going to be talking about teaching and teachers all over the world, especially in the Middle East. And of course, we're going to be talking about Ukraine, what is happening uh, in Ukraine, what teachers are doing there, what teachers should be doing there. Uh, I just saw uh, a number of pictures uh, just this morning, and then it was it was really moving, just teachers teaching in places and uh, or trying to uh, teach in places that you, you cannot even think of because you look at those kids and you see, oh, there's no, there's no feeling of, you know, I don't know, confidence or feeling of uh, being relaxed. And, you know, when these things are happening, um, kids aren't learning at all. And those teachers cannot do the thing. They are trying to. Anyways, so I got to take off. Uh, I'm going to wish you nothing but the best, and uh, I hope I talk to you really, really soon. And uh, till then, everybody, just keep climbing and uh, keep making progress. And again, let me know what you think we got to do as teachers. What should we do? What responsibilities we have uh, when, when it comes to uh, teachers in the Middle East, teachers uh, you know, in countries affected by war. We are responsible, whether uh, you know or not you like it, we are responsible. So, till next week, everybody, goodbye, and hopefully talk to you really, really soon. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.